What's up, everybody? Andrew Cooper here, Fantasy Alarm, and we are back with Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco. And I'll tell you what, guys. We talk about the playoffs, all this stuff. There's only three games left, and I'm a gamer, man. I want to get involved myself. So we're not really going to talk about playoffs here. We're skipping right to the fun stuff, the stuff that I like best, speculating. The rampant off-season speculating where no one can be wrong, at least not for a few months. I guess in free agency we can be wrong. But here's what we're going to do today, if you guys are ready for it. We're going to start going through the divisions, right, picking each one, hitting on each team, and talking about the contracts, talking about the dynasty values of these players, and talking about free agency, talking about who could get vaporized here, who could get elevated, who could uh, potentially sneak their way into some value, who could move to a new team and their value could absolutely blow up because we've seen that in recent years. People say, oh, if you go to a new team, you're you're toast. A.J. Brown value through the roof, right? Running backs like Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy going to Buffalo, like these guys are fine. We're going to hit on all that. So bear with me here. This is the very first episode of this series. So I don't know how long this is going to go. I planned on an hour here. If it's shorter, it's shorter. If it's longer, it's longer. But we're going to do our best to hit on every single thing. So thank you guys for hanging out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And why not get right into it? So today, we're going to hit on the NFC South. What we're going to do is I'm going to pull up a little chart that I made. I'm actually doing articles for every team on this so that if you prefer to check it out later in writing, it's I know it's a lot all at once. You can do that. And what I'm doing is I'm going to go through and kind of color code each position, each player so that you can kind of see what my thought process is. If a player is in white on the chart, that means they're a free agent. So we don't know what's going to happen. If they're green on the chart, here, you know, I'll pull the first team up so we can take a little peek at it, right? Here we go, right here. So uh, coming up first, Atlanta Falcons. If they're green, their role is safe. Their job is safe. They're under contract, at least for this year. They're not going anywhere. And, and the team's unlikely to grab somebody and replace them. So green, we feel good about it. Yellow, that's a person who's probably going to remain on the team based on their contract, but they could potentially lose their role. And obviously at certain positions, like quarterback, if you use, lose your role, it's a nightmare. It's a death sentence. For wide receivers, you know, if you get pushed from wide receiver one to two, that's not a problem. If you get pushed to two to three, now we're kind of in trouble. If you get pushed from three to four, now you're dead. <laughs> there you go, kayaks and projects. Explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, I'm doing my best, man. Uh, yeah, if you have, what is it? If uh, next year you'll be six. There you go. Uh, Britt, happy Friday. What's happening? Uh, yeah, so and then red means they could be cut from the team. Uh, they're under contract but could be released. And, of course, white means they're free agents. So here's my thought process on, on these teams. The Atlanta Falcons, the first one we're going to do, and the projected salary caps for the Falcons is at 217. That means they have about 31 million they're uh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong team already. Perfect. Uh, so the projected salary cap for the Falcons is actually uh, 225. So they have about 25 million. There are some moves that they can make to free up money, but it's not like they're in a position where they were last year, where they had like 70 million. They could bring back Chris Lindstrom and, and do all these crazy things. So uh, here's what I'm looking at here. Bijan Robinson, first and foremost, locked in at the running back position. They're they're dialed in, right? Bijan is set. Tyler Algier is set. The question is what they're going to do with Cordero Patterson. Honestly, at this stage, his time in the sun, as far as fantasy relevance, is done. Unless he goes to another team and has another resurgence at his, at his age, 
unlikely. He is one of the best statistical return men of all time, but at this stage, they're using other guys to even do that. So Cordero Patterson probably gone. I think they're probably set at the top of their depth chart. If anything, they might fill it out, but they're not going to spend up. Obviously, there's a ton of free agent running back names. This team, the risk of them bringing in an Eckler or Derrick Henry, very low. So, I mean, I say that, but teams do crazy stuff, but very low. So you don't have to worry about that. If anything, the highest level guys I could see them bringing in if they don't go to the draft would be like a Kareem Hunt or an Antonio Gibson or Craig Reynolds or something like that. Somebody that might be able to, I could see like a Gibson or Cream Hunt if they were at the high end, you know, probably more like a DJ Dallas, but basically somebody that can catch if Bijan gets hurt because Bijan can do everything. Tyler Algier doesn't really catch well. So the last guy you would want to fill out that room would be somebody that can catch, right? Uh, at wide receiver, man, Drake London is the only guy under contract. That's not a mistake on the screen there. All that white there, that means those guys are unrestricted free agents, right? So the only guy they have under contract is Drake London. I didn't include reserve future contracts because those are essentially just like practice squad guys. Like Austin Mack, I'm not going to put on there because he has a pretty big uphill battle. His chance of making the team is no different than guys that are just floating around in free agency. So it's really just Drake London. Of these guys, the one I'm most interested in bringing back would be Van Jefferson, right? And he's probably the most interesting for, for Dynasty. Uh, shout out, Ani Coop. Shout out, Skinny. Uh, shout out, Geezy. Jeezy. Sorry, Jeezy. What's up, guys? Thanks for popping in. I mean, Van Jefferson I would bring back, but ideally Van Jefferson is the perfect wide receiver four on your team. The reason he's a great wide receiver four is because he can play every different role. Right, he's not amazing at any one thing, but if any one of your guys gets hurt, he can fill in. And the, they said it themselves with the Rams. That's why they drafted him. He's a, a coach's kid. His father coaches the wide receivers for the Arizona Cardinals. So this guy is basically the—he's very polished, but he just isn't really explosive athlete. Doesn't really do anything great. But if your split end gets hurt, he can do that. If your slot gets hurt, he can do that. If your flanker gets hurt, he can do that. So I think they should try and retain him, but ideally as the fourth guy. With this team, he could be the third guy because they use fullbacks and, and tight ends. But I think this team is in the market to grab another wide receiver. Here's the thing. They have a split end already in Drake London. And when I say split end, I mean he's a big-bodied player that can tether his foot to the line on the outside and line up opposite the tight end. You have to have eleven guy, uh, seven guys on the line. So he can do that. He can beat the jam. You're not going to go out and get somebody that does the same thing. So this team, and this team doesn't really have a ton of cap, so they're probably not going to go get Mike Evans or T. Higgins or Michael Pittman. They have that player. What they need is a guy that can operate in space, right? So, and the best one available is Calvin Ridley, and he's not coming back, right? Like, he's not coming back to the Falcons. So you can cross Calvin Ridley off right now. I would look at a Marquise Brown, uh, probably the highest level one, a Curtis Samuel, maybe a Darnell Mooney, maybe a Gabriel Davis. That's kind of what they need. The reason they don't really have one already is because this team used a configuration that no other team really used, right? We see some teams use two wide receivers and a fullback and a tight end like the 49ers and like the Dolphins. We see some teams use three wide receivers. For the vast majority of this year, this team used one wide receiver and a fullback and two tight ends. It was basically Drake London and nobody. So what Arthur Smith basically left them is Drake London and nobody. So they have some work to do. If the new OC and the new coach wants to come in and use three wide receiver sets, they need to add two. 
right? Or at the very least, trust Van Jefferson. But they need to add him anyway because he's a free agent. So a lot of work to do there. At tight end, that's where I feel they're set. They have Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts can also play split end and also slot. So they might just need one wide receiver, honestly. Uh, Johnny Smith is under contract, but he can actually be released uh, with like $6 million in dead cap. So again, it's up to the new regime whether they want to keep him or not. As far as free agent tight ends go, you know, Michael Pruitt, they're going to need a blocking tight end of some kind. John, who didn't really do much of that, despite us thinking he might be that kind of guy. But Michael Pruitt, if they don't bring him back, then they're going to need to bring somebody else in. I mean, there's no shortage of those type guys, though. I mean, you could bring in Drew Sample, just a big clunky blocking guy, Adam Trotman, Johnny Munt, Tyler Croft, Blake Bell. Like, there's just a million of those guys out there. So pretty set at running back, pretty set at tight end. Uh, at wide receiver, they have one, and they need to do something. Keith Smith again. That that deter that de- it all depends whether the new regime wants to use a fullback or not. I got to dig a little deeper into it once they you know get an OC and everything set up. But we don't know on Keith Smith, but he's a valuable player to other teams. If you look around, there's a running there's a fullback renaissance going on right now. Believe it or not, the top some of the top offenses, the number one offense, 49ers, uses a fullback. And if you want to say the Ravens are the number one offense, okay. They use Patrick Ricard. Patrick Ricard, Kyle Juszczyk. The Dolphins run the same offense as the 49ers. They went out and got Alec Engel. The Texans brought in Bobby Slowick. They are using that 49ers offense. What was one of the first things they did? They went out and they got uh, they went out and got Andrew Beck, right? So Keith Smith, actually, if the team's not using the fullback, could even be a trade piece. So we'll have to see on that. And then, uh, yes, of course. So the draft prospect that fits the needs most, Hal, I mean, the thing is, there's not a lot of prototypical split ends at the top. Uh, they could go out and get Gabe, the Gabe Neighbors. They could go out and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Those guys are more of like do-it-all type flanker guys. Like, you know, uh, they, there's not really like a – when I say split end, that, that kind of is just split end. Think like just these big brute guys like DK Metcalf and, and Mike Evans and these guys – you know, the, in this, and again, I got to dig deeper into that business, but uh, for now we're fo- focused on a free agency. And the last thing that I'm going to talk about that I left, of course, is quarterback. Uh, Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter did not work out. Taylor Heineke is probably gone here. Uh, I mean, it's just, he had his shot and he can be released with not a lot of dead cap. And he probably doesn't even want to hang around. I mean, I know he likes being a backup quarterback, but Desmond Ritter on a third round draft pick, they have him under contract. No team's going to trade for him. They have no reason not just use him as the backup and see what they have. I mean, maybe the team even likes him, the new new guys coming in. But he's probably going to hang around. Heineke's probably going to be on his way out, right? So the decision then boils down to do they want to go for a free agent quarterback if they can afford one and try and really go for it now? Go for a Kirk Cousins or a Russell Wilson if and when he gets released or a even a Tannehill or a Jameis Winston. I mean, they have a lot of the pieces, man. They have a lot of the pieces. And shout out Mile High Luke. Shout out Angelo. Thank you guys for popping in. Uh, it feels good to be back here. I need these these solo shows, these solo sicko shows, so I can get my thoughts out, right? I do a lot of guest stuff. I bring guests on here. I go on, you know, Alarm Fantasy Football. We do everything else. And I love that stuff, but I got a lot of stuff to say. I got a lot of thoughts, and that's what we're going to do here. I'm giving you my thoughts on all these players and we're going through and we're knocking it all out. And also while we're doing that, 
I've got some, just a couple things I want to mention along the way, like some of the sponsors we have. And I got something for you guys that are hanging out with us today, a pretty exclusive thing we're doing at uh, via Fantasy Alarm right now. Uh, if you go over uh, and what's happening, and I think you are might already set up, are set up with this, but we're doing a pretty exclusive contest with Better Edge right now, and it's free, right? Uh, Matt, Deutsch, buying the glass, if you could pull up the information on that. There we go. Uh, yeah, so we're doing a, a cool contest right now that's free. I just want to mention this before we get into the next teams. Uh, it's over at Better Edge, right? So you use uh, go to fantasyalarm.com slash jersey or just sign up over there, use promo code alarm, and get set up. Oh, look, we got the little uh, – here we go, QR code, boom, boom, boom. Get set up with that right now. It's free. You sign up. You don't even have to deposit any money, and you do this contest where you're just picking 15 prop bets for the games this weekend. If you win, you get an autographed Josh Allen jersey that we're giving away via that, right? Dan Dunn's in. I, I saw Troy and Fuego people in the chat are in. When I signed up this morning, this morning, there was only 20 people in there. I think last I checked, there was like 30 or so. So we'll see where it gets to by the end of the week. But a free shot at a Josh Allen jersey, I'm usually thinking like one out of 10,000, one out of 1,000, right? Like I'm not – I'm hope you know we they're I'm big fans of their platform. I hope a bunch of people sign up. I hope it gets to one out of a thousand. But as of right now, your odds are probably like one out of fifty. Now, at the end of the day, it might be one out of hundred for a free jersey. I went in and we're talking like over unders. You're picking like will uh, you know Marquez Valdez Scantling have a pass reception longer than eleven yards? Right? Will Travis Kelsey have more than seventy yards? Will George Kittle have more than sixty point two? Spoiler: I think he will. But that's what's going on right now. So go get set up with that. It's fantasyalarm.com slash jersey. It's free to sign up. I see you guys clicking that QR code. That's awesome, man. We want you guys to sign up. And that's why we're doing this. We're you know giving something away for free. Yeah, the referral code's alarm. If you go to that page, fantasyalarm.com slash jersey, it should or fantasyalarm.com slash uh yeah, slash jersey. It, it should it should automatically pull it up there. Is that that's what it is, Matt Deutsch? Can we pull it up one more time just to make sure I got that right? I want to make sure I'm I'm getting this uh, getting this set up properly. Let me let me just double and triple check. I would you know I don't want to I don't want to. So actually, the page is yeah can, it populates there. And Matt, can you can you drop it in the chat as well? Uh, drop just drop the link right in the chat. Let's let's not mess around with this, man. Let's drop the link right in the chat. Fantasylum.com/slash/jersey. It's in there. So go check that out. The winner gets a Josh Allen jersey, which is sick. I'm a Patriots fan, and I, at this stage, like when I was young, I, I thought about Peyton Manning. I was like, I hate that guy or whatever. And now I realize, like, I had the blessing of watching a legend. Just because he played against my team, who cares, right? He's a beast. And I'm a Patriots fan. I want that Josh Allen jersey. I, I have a Thurman Thomas jersey. It's right here. Like, I have a Thurman Thomas jersey because I respect legends. I think Josh Allen's a legendary, awesome player. So go over there. Get signed up for that. It's literally free. You could win. I hope one of you guys do. I put in a lot of unders because I'm like the Prince of Darkness right now. I'm not sure if you guys have been on fantasy Twitter lately, but there's a lot of demon talk going on. So that's where we're at. Uh, but yeah, so that's the, the contest we're doing. That's the, and it's in the show description too on YouTube. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's as many ways to get there as I can offer you guys. And that's the Atlanta Falcons. And man, they're kind of a fun team. If they get the right quarterback, boy, Bijan, I mean, I'm buying these guys in Dynasty. All of them, except Johnny Smith. I'm buying – like, there's no reason not to buy Van Jefferson or Adam for nothing, just to see. But Bijan, if you can get him, get him. 
Kyle Pitts, I'm telling you guys right now with Kyle Pitts, this guy has a 1,000-yard season on his resume at 21 years old as a rookie. Travis Kelsey didn't have a 1,000-yard season until he was 27 years old. Zach Ertz didn't have a 1,000-yard season until he was 28 years old. Delaney Walker didn't break out until he was 30 years old. 30 years old. He didn't break out, and then he had multiple tight end one seasons. Kyle Pitts will rise again with the ghost of with the ghost of uh, Matt Ryan. He had 1,000 yards, the second most yards of any tight end behind only. Mike Dicka, he had like 200 more yards than Sam Laporta did this year as a rookie. Yes, that's a fact. People don't like to acknowledge that, but that's real. He has no QB. It will happen. We watched Evan Engram, right? Evan Engram was a top five tight end as a rookie, and then he played with Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is bad, so he was bad. And then he played with Trevor Lawrence. He's been top five in back-to-back years. He led the league in receptions. Evan Engram led the tight ends in receptions. He had almost 20 more than any other player. And he is only like 28 years old, 28, 29 years old. So he still has a couple of years left of doing that. So get Kyle Pitts if you can, and obviously get Drake London too. All these guys are stars. They just need a quarterback. But that's it for the Falcons. Don't want to overdo it on one team. Let's get those charts back up so we can see how things are going. That's the Falcons. Next team here we're going to talk about is the, uh, who is it? The Buccaneers. Let's get into the Buccaneers and what they got going on here. And I'll tell you what, the big cog here is is not Baker Mayfield. It's Mike Evans, right? Because Baker Mayfield just came and played for this team and played really well, but he did it on $4 million. One year, $4 million. For a quarterback, that's absurd. That's nothing. So the question isn't even just, hey, Baker, will you come back on an affordable deal? If that was the question, Baker probably would just say yes, right? I'm sure he wants to get paid, but Proving you can be an NFL quarterback is much more valuable than the short-term contracts because you can get at, you know, you can get in. If you're the quarterback for an NFL team, you're getting endorsements, you're getting all these things. And in the long term, your legacy, like we saw with Tom Brady taking less money, proves to be the most valuable thing. I mean, obviously you want to secure the bag right now, but with $4 million, you can go out and buy multiple gas station ground leases and have, you know, a salary for the rest of your, you know, for the next 30, 40 years of, you know, just money coming in where you do nothing, right? Like it's crazy how easy it is to make money when you have that kind of money. So honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to financially advise Baker Mayfield, but he should agree to come back at whatever amount they want. But it's not even his decision because the other guys are going to decide. There's no reason to try and run it back if you don't get Mike Evans back, if you don't get Antoine Winfield back, and if you don't get Levante David back, like if you don't get all these guys, Chase McLaughlin, who cares? But Mike Evans is going to decide what happens with everybody here. That's the reality. And if I'm Mike Evans, I might be thinking about leaving because there's so many other good spots to land. Hal's got it right there. Passive income, dude. That's the trick. I mean, I wish I had it going on. I'm here. If I had a bunch of gas station ground leases, I'd probably still be here screaming about fantasy football. But I wouldn't have to worry as much about you know where the money's coming from. Right. That's why we need you guys to like and subscribe so that we can keep doing this. And maybe someday I can have my own gas station ground lease. Right. But whatever. Passive income. We all want it. Right. That's I mean, that's what I we we do the DFS and stuff and we and we crush that. We get a little income coming in from that. But it's not passive. We grind. We grind every day. But anyway, enough about that. Uh, Mike Evans. So if I'm him, I'm, I'm potentially I'm obviously going to see what's out there. I'm going to shop around 
see who's willing to pay for my services. And there's a number of teams where he would he would fit perfectly, right? There's a few split ends out there. Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. I think the Colts bring Pittman back, but still, like there are teams that would take things to the very, very next level by being by just jumping, by grabbing a split end, right? You look at the Buffalo Bills, for instance. They can move Stephon Diggs to a flanker role, slot flanker, if they have Mike Evans. And then you got uh, you can use Dalton Kincaid in the slot. You can use Dawson Knox in line. And then Gabe Davis can be that guy that we talked about, like Van Jefferson, where he comes in as the next man up. He's floating around. Khalil Shakur is floating around. Like That would fix everything. The number one team, and this is Hal in the chat's favorite team, you cannot, if you're the NFL, you cannot let Mike Evans go to the Detroit Lions because that's the one piece that team needs. Lufus knows. Lufus is like, yo, don't let it happen. Because if the Lions get the Lions get Mike Evans or T. Higgins or Michael Pittman, they'll have the most complete team in football. Easily. Think about it. They've got a great offensive line, Frank Ragnow and Penny Sewell and all these guys. Quarterback's fine. Two running backs that are awesome and under contract. They have a, a fl- slot flanker in Amon Ross St. Brown, who's incredible. They have a tight end in Sam Laporta, who is awesome. They have a field-stretching flanker in Jamison Williams. The only thing they're missing is the big-body split end. If they were to get Mike Evans, woo, lad, I would be putting money on them to win the Super Bowl. So this team, the Buccaneers, have to try and retain him, man. Have to try and retain him. Yeah, Hal, obviously Pittman being younger and playing the same role is the, the the golden chip. Like, he's the top dog. But I, I think the Colts are going to keep him, man. I think the Colts are going to figure that one out. So, Mike Evans, if the Bucs can keep him, though, they can run it back, right? So, that that's the question at the end of the day for them. When you look at their their salary cap, they have, they have money. The problem is, you look at it, and you're like, oh, wow, they have $50 million available in cap. Well, that sounds great until you realize they need to pay a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback on the roster at all. So, I don't know. And Mike Evans, the thing is, Maybe Mike Evans wants them. It, the only free agent quarterback that's really that you can go through, there's a couple. If, you, if they go for Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson to keep Evans there and, and Evans is down for that, then maybe you got to do that. But those guys, you got to pay big money. So that's where they're at with that. Uh, for other positions, Rashad White at running back. He The only running back that played a higher percentage of snaps than Rashad White, he, he played 83% of the running back snaps was Saquon Barkley. He played 85. He obviously got hurt. So Rashad White really was the snap king. Uh, I think he's safe. That's why he's in green there. For those just joining us now, green means their their, their, their roster spot and their role are safe. Yellow means their roster spot, but maybe not their role are safe. And then orange means, uh, sorry, red means they could be cut. White means they're free agents. That's what we're doing here just to get everybody up to speed on that. But yeah, I mean, Rashad White, we don't quite know if they're going to bring in somebody else, but I'm confident enough in his ability and the way he played that he's going to have a major role, right? Chase Edmonds is probably gone. Sean Tucker was an undrafted free agent. He's on a cheap deal. He'll be hanging around. The only concerns I have is maybe they do bring in a plotter, uh, a big like short yardage back that could hurt the touchdowns, could hurt the short, you know, some of those touches. A guy like Gus Edwards or Zeke or Donta Foreman or A.J. Dillon. That's the only concern for Rashad White, but I think he's pretty locked in, man, so you can feel really good about that. Uh, with wide receiver, uh, we talked about Mike Evans. I just wanted to, to wrap it up that I do like Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer is a guy. Yeah, if they bring in Derrick Henry, that'd be a nightmare better, boss. 
you only do that if you're if they retain Baker and Mike Evans and they're going all in. Maybe you do supplement him with a big Derrick Henry or somebody like that, but he's got to come on a cheap deal, right? Uh, so very interesting to see what this team will do. For wide receiver, I, I only talked about Mike Evans. I should have mentioned, you know, Chris Godwin is under contract. If they're blowing it up, he's a trade candidate. But otherwise, he'll be there. And Mike Evans said himself, you know, they asked him after the game. He said, we have the pieces to make this work. Mike Evans believes they can run it back. Uh, uh, Chris Godwin believes they can run it back. It's all about Mike Evans, right? So Chris Godwin could end up running it back with him. We'll have to see. But Trey Palmer's a guy I like. Even as a late-round pick, I don't really like late-round wide receivers, uh, usually like, you know, six-round picks like this. But he already carved out a role as the third wide receiver on the team, was playing, you know, 80 90% of the snaps at times. Didn't really pop, but it's hard to pop with Mike Evans and Godwin both there. So as far as guys you can just add off waivers, he's kind of interesting. At the same time, if they do run it back and they bring Evans back and they bring Godwin back, maybe they can afford to bring in a better wide receiver three, in which case he'd be in trouble. But that happens all the time with day three guys. So that's part of the risk, right? So and if Evans leaves and they do blow it up, now this guy has an opportunity on an empty team, a ghost ship team, to get a bunch of, of looks. So if you're rooting for Trey Palmer, you want him to blow it up. Right. If you're rooting for Kate Otten, you want him to blow it up. Kate Otten, it should say tight end there. That's my mistake. It should say TE, not wide receiver. Kate Otten actually led all tight ends in snap share this year. Yes, number one, led all tight ends in snap share, was playing four different occasions this year. He played 98 or 99 or 100% of the snaps. This guy was playing monster snaps. It's just when you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, he's the third fiddle at best. In the playoffs, we just watched him flash a bit. So obviously if they just stay with what they have, then he'll be fine. But if Mike Evans leaves and they don't make replacements, now this guy has a shot to be a top two target on this team. And now we're looking at him in redraft and saying, this is our guy. This could be our sneaky play, right? We find guys. That's what we do. Guys are coming from outside the top 15 in ADP seven years in a row to finish top five. I mean, it's possible. I mean, if the thing is, if they do go all in, maybe they look at KDOT and think they need to upgrade. But I look at this tight end room and I think it's fine. Co-Keefed as a blocking tight end, right? They could cut him for literally nothing. So can't really lock him into the team. He could be cut for for only $66,000 in dead cap, which is nothing. And they would save a million bucks. So he could be cut. They would, But if they cut him, that, usually, that probably means that they like Payne Durham, the, the rookie. They think he's a good blocking tight end. And so, you know, it's like maybe they cut those guys and bring in a blocking tight end, whatever. With Kate Otten, the the best available free agent tight ends are like Dalton Schultz and Hunter Henry. And in a vacuum, you could say, oh, yeah, you know what? Those guys might be better. But I think Kate Otten on a rookie deal is just as good. And he's obviously much more affordable. So I actually like Kate Otten. In Dynasty, I'm trying to acquire Kate Otten. Like we like all these assets. Rashad White, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer, Kate Otten. Whether they're on this team or not, they're actually all pretty decent dynasty assets. The only one that could get vaporized is Trey Palmer, but he's he doesn't cost much, right? And Kate Otten, you know, eventually Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, these guys are going to age out. That's when his window of opportunity is on the table, man. So, yeah, I mean, Evans, one of the best draft picks in 20 years, no question how. I mean, and it's crazy that he's had 1,000 yards every single year of his career, 10 straight years, and this year even at 30 years old, he had 
13 touchdowns, tying his career total, right? Mike Evans is a dog, man. And it just, it speaks to when you have elite guys, people always want to sell in dynasty because they, they're turning 29, they're turning 30. That may be true for the average wide receiver, but these like truly elite super mega stars, they are still good at these ages, right? Randy Moss had his best ever season at 30 years old. Marvin Harrison, senior. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the prospect coming in. His father that played for the Colts with Peyton Manning, he had his best season ever at 30 years old. Cooper Cup had the best fantasy season ever at 29. Jerry Rice had his best season at 33. Jerry Rice is at, obviously doesn't count. He's a sicko. He had his best season at 33. He had his second best season at 32. He tore his ACL at 35 and then had multiple 1,000-yard seasons and played to lose 40. So, like, we really can't even talk about that particular player. But there's plenty of guys that have not just good seasons, but their best seasons at 29 or 30. Tyreek Hill just had his best season at 29 years old. So, Mike Evans, don't count him out. I'm not counting him out. He just had his – he just had 13 touchdowns, like, with Baker Mayfield. Like, if he goes to a better team, like, he could have another 1,500-yard season with 15 touchdowns. So, these guys, I'm down for all of them. Down the depth chart a bit, I'm not interested in David Moore. I'm not interested in Devin Tompkins, although Devin Tompkins probably will be back because he returns kicks. Russell Gage is probably going to be released. That's why I have him there in red. He can be released with, like, 10 or $11 million in savings in the cap with only, like, $1 or $2 million in cap hit. Russell Gage is getting cut. No question about that, in my mind. And he knows it, and everybody does it. Uh, Kyle Trask, he could be released just because he hasn't done, you know, he had every opportunity to be the guy, and clearly if he's getting beat out by Baker Mayfield, then he's not the guy. Like the way they treated him versus the way that Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes are treated, it seems pretty clear at this point that he's not the dude. You know, and then, you know, like guys like Rakeem Jarrett, they're just roster fillers. So there you go, dude. Mike Evans is the new Jerry Rice, Hal. That's the crazy thing about that is when you start looking at Jerry Rice's stats, it really puts in perspective how insanely good Jerry Rice is and how there will never be another Jerry Rice. And he was doing it when he started playing. There was only 14 games in a season. Then it went up to 16. Like Mike Evans would need to do what he's doing right now for another like eight years straight to even come close to Jerry Rice. He's that good. I think Evans could land in the second tier underneath Jerry Rice where you have uh, it's Larry Fitzgerald, statistically speaking, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, and Randy Moss are like second, third, and fourth in virtually every statistic. That's where Mike Evans could probably land. I think we just need to take Jerry, do, give Jerry Rice the the Wayne Gretzky treatment, and let's just say, okay, like let's put this guy over here. He's he's an alien. He's ridiculous. He doesn't count. And then now we can start being realistic about everybody else. That's that's how we kind of have to treat Jerry Rice. He's just too good. Uh, so yeah, that's the Buccaneers. That's my thoughts. Let me know in the chat what you want to see. Uh, but I mean that the best thing they could do if you're a Buccaneers fan is just bring everybody back and they might be able to do it, but this team could blow everything up and it does, it shouldn't stop with Mike Evans. If you lose Mike Evans and Antoine Winfield and Lamonte David, they should probably trade Chris Godwin. My opinion, my opinion. I love the player. Fans love the player, but last year of his deal, this is the time. And I've watched great organizations trade great players and do just fine. The Patriots traded away Chandler Jones, and he had like 18 sacks for the Cardinals, and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Sometimes you got to trade away great players if it's good for the organization. There you go. Uh, so next team here, 
let's take a little peek at the New Orleans Saints. Sorry if these graphics are whack. I'm I'm not a graphic design guy. Like I do my best. This is the best I could do. So if you are a graphic design guy, you want to help me out, hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter at Coupe Fiasco. Would love help in that in that fashion. I can't really pay you a whole lot. Maybe we can get you some swag. But I'll tell you what, this is what I'm doing. It gets the point across, okay? For those just tuning in or are late, we're looking at free agency from a dynasty perspective, right? Uh, before we get to that, and, and, and since we're talking a lot of dynasty stuff, I wanted to mention just one thing from, from one of our other sponsors, the guys that we love, the guys over at FFPC. They have one of the best dynasty platforms out there, one that I love. And I'll tell you the biggest reason why it's so good is when you make a dynasty team, dynasty league with your friends and your family, there's all this arguing and the leagues fold. And, you know, if you play long term and the league folds, now you're all salty and you're fighting and this and that and nobody's trading. Over at FFPC, Eric, ba- I was talking to Eric Bachman over there. A league has never folded. An FFPC team, look at me in the eyes. An FFPC team, Dynasty League, has never folded. The system they have set up where it's all uniform, tight end premium, but pretty standard stuff beyond that. It's all set up. All leagues are the same. And what happens is if you don't want your team anymore, then you can sell it off as an orphan and other people pick it up and they come in and play. You can adopt an orphan right now. That's the, uh, just you know use this QR code that just got, rudely pasted over my face but i mean there are friends over there so you know what's going on go get set up over there use promo code coop at myffpc.com and they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more i don't know if any dynasty leagues with your friends out there are giving you a discount on the team that you're getting the first team but we're doing that here so go over there get set up those leagues they've never folded uh you can you know you can jump in if you want to sell your team later then go ahead and do that that's the deal. So go get set up over there. My FFPC, get in on Dynasty because this is fun, right? Everybody else is like clinging to DFS and and trying to, you know, put in slamming through stupid bets and parlays on the three games we have less, two, two games this weekend, the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, we're out here gearing up, getting our Dynasty stuff ready. We're going in and we're making trades in advance because we're going through and doing the information right now. Right. So New Orleans Saints is the team up here. Skinny McKinney with the with the hoot at. Uh, yeah. Graphics not too bad. Right. I think we're getting it done for those just joining the we're going through and looking at contracts. Green means the person is under contract and their role is safe for this year. Yellow means their role might not be safe or there could be, uh, you know, potentially a release candidate. Red means they're highly likely to be released. White means they're actually free agents, not currently signed. So technically not part of the team. You know, that's the reality. So Derek Carr, say what you will about Derek Carr. He's under contract. I mean, he had the most Derek Carr season ever, 25 touchdowns and eight picks. Like that's what he does every year. So they brought in Derek Carr with Dennis Allen, who had played before together with the Raiders, and he did that, right? So if that's what everyone said, everyone said you just need Derek Carr to be Derek Carr. Well, guess what? He was exactly Derek Carr. And he's going to be Derek Carr again next year because the contract he has, there's no easy out from underneath So Derek Carr is set in stone. And for those listening at home, you know, I'm going to do my best to tell you what's green, what's yellow. I just realized that folks at home, if you want to check everything out on YouTube, you can, but you don't really need that. You don't need to see the graphics or whatever. Like it's all going to come through in the conversation, but yeah, Derek Carr is going to be there this year. So plan on that. 
Jameis Winston's gone. I think that he's not coming back. He's not going to go to the Buccaneers. But I think there's there's a world where he ends up getting picked up and potentially competes. I mean, there are teams out there also that are just looking for cheap options in bridge years. Like so, the Bucks kind of this year they didn't they probably didn't think they were going to go to the the playoffs and, and go as deep as they did. They just said, hey, let's get a one year four million dollar quarterback and let's just you know see where it goes. And that's what you do. So sometimes Jameis Winston could get a job like that. Jake Hayner, I have him in yellow. He might as well be red. I mean, he was a rookie that, uh, you know, he got suspended for PEDs and never, I mean, didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, he was suspended for a good chunk of the season. I can see them bringing in a different backup, but it doesn't really matter because Derek Carr, for fantasy football purposes, is the guy, right? And running back is where we start having questions because Alvin Kamara, there's some rumors that he could be released, right? Um and it's interesting because if they do release him, they have to do it as a uh, post-June 1 designation. Just a real short and quick on that. You're allowed to release two guys. Uh, if you release post-June 1, so after June 1st, your contract doesn't just count for this year. The dead cap can be split among the next two years. And you're allowed to release two guys in advance and designate them as post-June 1. I know it's weird. The league does that just to make things easier on veterans and stuff like that. So they could do that to save money for this year, but I don't think it's that big of a benefit. Personally, what I think the the Saints do is do what they do every year. Kick the can down the road and just keep the guys using cap magic, and then Alvin Kamara is going to be on the team. So I think that's how it goes down. And Jamal Williams can't really be – he didn't really do a whole lot, but the contract they gave him, there's no benefit in releasing him. And Kendra Miller's on a rookie deal, so there's no benefit in releasing him. So as far as what happens in free agency – Unless they go nuclear and move Alvin Kamara somehow, this is what you're looking at. And if they do bounce Alvin Kamara, then maybe they are in the market for the Ecklers and the Tony Pollards and the Saquon Barkleys. But I imagine they would probably just keep their guy rather than cutting him to make money, to get money back that they would spend on another guy. So that's probably the case, man. Yeah, Skinny's got it right. Loomis is the can-kicking master. He just, you know, he can – Figure out that cap. Drew Brees really with that organization, with the money that he would that he would command, they had to figure out how to squeeze water out of stone with Brees. So they're t- they're they're tested on that. Chris Olave might be the most safe player in the entire world in terms of his role and the money because he's you know in his second year and he's the top pass catcher on the team. Like you're not going to trade the guy. He's as green as it gets. You got to be happy about Chris Olave. If you can get him, then get him. He's a great player. Michael Thomas. That's where it gets interesting. This is where we can generate value because Michael Thomas is in the same situation he was at last year, where they either keep him or they don't. But they got to make a decision soon, right? And I see you in the chat with the At Perry mile high, Luke. You're already thinking what I'm thinking, right? If Michael Thomas is gone, At Perry is the next heir apparent as a split end. He's your proto. He's six five. Right. So he's a big dog. He's got to put on a little weight. He's only like 205, but that's the type of guy that comes in and plays split end. Right. So if they lose Michael Thomas and they don't add anybody, then AT Perry's the guy. Right. And this team, if you look at their cap situation, right, like it's pretty, it's pretty bad on paper, like it is every year. I'm talking they are like negative 90 million dollars. They're gonna figure it out. They've got moves they can make, but I mean. They're not going out and signing T. Higgins, that's for sure. I'll tell you that right now. T. Higgins is not going to the Saints. So they're not replacing Michael Thomas with T. Higgins. A.T. Perry stepped into that role when he got hurt, 
He was playing 80, 90% of snaps at times. So that could be his role. If they're going to do something else, then they have to find another cheap, big body split end. You don't want Chris Olave. Chris Olave is not playing split end. Neither is Rashid Jaheed. So you need a big goon out there that can fight the jam. So the best options in an affordable range, we're talking if, they, if they're going to bring somebody in to compete with Perry, we're talking a rookie or we're talking DJ Chark, Demarcus Robinson, Nick Westbrook-Akine, and then it gets gross after that. I mean, Chase Claypool, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, these are the guys they could afford. You're talking about just the cheapest possible players out there. That's what we're talking about, man. So, yeah, A.T. Perry, Beast of the Shrine. I kind of like him. Very cheap, very affordable day three guy. So that's the deal there. And the thing is, even if, if Perry doesn't shine, it opens the door for Rashid Jaheed to shine, right? So Rashid Jaheed, with his speed, he's been more of a field stretcher. But if they you know lose Michael Thomas, then now he can become one of those guys that runs a full route tree. Instead of just being a guy that goes deep, chuck it up, huck it, chuck it football, now he could be a Tyreek Hill that has like a full route chair, right? So Rashid Shahid, like you're rooting for this team to just kind of cut cap, cut Michael Thomas, keep what they have if you're a Shahid guy, right? Uh, with Lynn Bowden and Keith Kirkwood, Keith Kirkwood's just a body that would fill the depth chart. Lynn Bowden could be retained if, so let's say Shahid takes a step forward, like we say. Shahid currently returns kicks and punts. If he's going to be a focal point of the offense, you don't want that guy returning kicks and punts. That's how Lynn Bowden makes the team if he's going to make the team as a kick and punt returner, which he has experience doing both. You know, but again, since he's an unrestricted free agent, they could bring in anybody for that. So, you know, we'll have to see on that front. And then at tight end, I kind of like this tight end setup here, right? You have Juwan Johnson, right? Uh, and I should put Taysom Hill on the chart here. He'll be in the chart on the article. They have Juwan Johnson, who is your pass-catching tight end. He's under contract, looked pretty good. They have Foster Moreau. Uh, there's really no way to cut Foster Moreau to save money. You can only trade him to save money, right? So Juwan Johnson as the pass-catching tight end, good. Foster Moreau as the blocking tight end, good. They have Taysom Hill who stepped in and ran like 40 routes a game when Juwan Johnson was hurt. Taysom Hill can do a lot of weird things. He's probably going to hang around. Just ruining my tight end rankings like he always does. Hate that guy. Shout out Taysom Hill. He seems like a really nice guy. I wish he was like also not a good guy, but he seems like a good guy. But he just he's annoying for fantasy football. So they'll 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 prop they might need one more tight end to fill out the depth, but it's just going to be a, a whoever. You know what I mean? Like a like I said, like a Drew Sample, something like that. But they they're fine with what they have, to be honest. So you know, that's the deal. This team, I mean, that's the the short and sweet. They're bringing back Derek Carr. He's going to be back. Chris Olave will be there. Shahid Juwan will be there. And then the question of the day is, you know, what do they do with Kamar and Michael Thomas? But, I mean, they could both be back. That's the thing. If Michael Thomas wants to play football, he can play there for cheap. Or he could go somewhere else. But, I mean, he's ended up on IR four years in a row. Maybe they're tired of that. So, that's it with the Saints. That's the deal. Uh, last team here in the division. The Carolina Panthers. Let's bring those puppies up here. Yeah. All right. I mean, boy, did things go not according to plan for this team. As, as sad as it is to say, as sad as it is to say, the Carolina Panthers thought they were going to compete this year. That's a fact. They thought they were going to compete. You don't sign Miles Sanders. You don't sign Adam Thielen. You don't trade away picks and do all this. Like when you trade away your pick for next year, your goal in mind is to win as many games so that pick isn't a good pick. 
so that you look back and say, yeah, we traded away an asset, but it ended up being like the 20th pick. It ended up being the first pick because this team was the worst team in the league. And there was a lot of bad situations here. I'll tell you what, at the very top, let's talk about the quarterback, the elephant in the room. I'm not judging Bryce Young yet. Bryce Young, you you can't just throw him out, man. You can't because they got rid of the coaching staff. They got rid of everybody. This isn't a situation where you just can say, we know who he is and he's done, right? Obviously, it doesn't look good. And you can speculate a little bit, but guess what? There's no reason to say it yet because he's going to be the starting quarterback this year, right? And Andy Dalton, uh, he is going to be back as well. He's under contract. I have him as, I accidentally have him as white there, but uh, he is actually under contract. So sorry about that, guys. He should be yellow. Yeah, I think he, he honestly, in my mind, he's green because you want to have a guy like that. At this stage, he's a coach on the field and he can play if the starter gets hurt, and that's all you want, right? Like Andy Dalton could end up being a quarterback coach and an NFL coach if he wants to do that down the road. He could just retire and fish or do whatever. He's made enough money. But if he wants to do that, he can do that. There's a lot of guys in this league that you wonder why they keep getting backup roles. It's because they're good coaches. They're good at running the scout team. They're good at helping the quarterback, and they can play if you need them to play. Davis Webb is the exact example. Davis Webb, there were teams competing for Davis Webb. They wanted him to be their coach, but like, for instance, he was there with the Bills. And the Bills said, you can co- be a coach for our team if you want. And he said, why would I be a coach for your team if if the Giants are going to pay me a million dollars to be a coach for their team, but wear a jersey and be a, a player? Like players get played, paid a lot more than coaches. So Davis Webb is doing that. It's a great gig as a backup quarterback. Go around, be Davis Webb. Be a coach that's also a backup. Andy Dalton's doing that right now. I think it's a great situation, man. You just got to stick with what you have. Bryce Young, Andy Dalton, see what happens, all right? At wide receiver, right, they could spend on wide receiver. I think it's smart. They have money. They have $31 million and they have ways they can free up a little extra money if they want to. I think it's smart to go out and get Bryce Young, some young players he can gel with, whether you draft them, whether you pay them, got to do something, right? Adam Thielen's under contract for this year. At next, He's under contract for three years, but two years are locked in based on the guaranteed money, so he will be back, right? He'll be back in his capacity of slot flanker, whatever. DJ Chark, he's a he's gone most likely, right? He he was competing for snaps with Terrace Marshall, wasn't even a full-time player, competing for – Jonathan Mingo was playing over him already, so DJ Chark's probably gone. Jonathan Mingo's in yellow not because he's he, there's any chance he could be gone. It's because right now – He's the wide receiver two on the team where he he could easily have fantasy relevant upside if Bryce Young takes a, a step forward because they don't really have a tight end either, right? There's room on this team for there to be fantasy relevant players. Any guys that are top two targets on the team have an opportunity to be fantasy relevant. So Adam Thielen probably won. Mingo is in that mix. What they do next will determine that. They could go out and sign a big dog if they want to. I mean, if they go crazy, if they go out, they could go try and get a Michael Pittman or T. Higgins and Marquise Brown and say, hey, you know what? Bryce Young is our guy. We're going to surround him with weapons. We're going to pay up this time instead of trying to go discount level with DJ Chark. A team with T. Higgins at split end and Jonathan Mingo opposite him and Adam Thielen mixing and matching in the slot would be interesting, would crush the values for Thielen and Mingo. Uh, 
Beyond that, they could just fill it out with depth. They could keep Terrace Marshall. They could see what they're going to do. It's a new regime. We'll have to see. But they're probably not going to trade Mingo. I mean, like you, if you spend up on a guy like that, you're not going to sell short on him. I see uh, uh, trying to sell Mingo for him, but probably won't get that done. Trade Khalil Shakir for Marvin Mims. Yeah, I mean, that's tough because the Khalil Shakir for Marvin Mims, I mean, they have Jerry Judy in the slot already. I want to see Marvin Mims get an opportunity somewhere. I want to see him, but he's like a field stretcher right now and nothing else. I think in the long term, you just hang tight with Marvin Mims with the Broncos and eventually he gets his gig. I don't know if teams don't really do those trades that we want them to do to just free up fantasy value and give guys a shot. They just hang on to assets, man. It stinks. So, and I'll tell you, LaVisca Schnault probably gone, Amir Smith-Marset probably gone, uh, Mike Strachan, who cares? So, like, this new regime coming in, it's a new GM. It's a, you know, they brought in Dan Morgan. He played linebacker. He was in the Bills front office. Uh, you know, they brought in Dave Canales, who was the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers, who's going to be kind of – they, they can do whatever they want here. It's kind of an open slate. So I will say Bryce Young, he'll be back. He'll be starting unless they do something crazy, which I don't think they will. Adam Thielen will be back. He's under contract. Everything else, Jonathan Mingle will be back. He's on a rookie deal. Everything else is dicey. DJ Shark will be gone. Hayden Hurst, unfortunately, if you have not heard what's going on with Hayden Hurst, he took a bad hit in a game against the Bears, I believe, and is suffering post-traumatic amnesia from this hit. Like Tough hit. He's having trouble remembering things. He says he wants to come back and play. I know he's dealt with mental health issues in the in the past. He's a big proponent of mental health. And if you can donate to his charity, uh, that'd mean a lot. So uh, do that if you can. But he might not be back. And Tommy Tremble, he's a very fun player, interesting player, but he's not like a full-time hand-in-the-dirt tight end. To me, he's more of like a Chris Cooley type that plays like hybrid fullback and move tight end, and he gets some end-arounds, and he gets some – you know, he'll have a fun hurdle or something at some point, but he's got a cool name, but, you know, he went to Notre Dame, so people love him, but, like, Tommy Tremble, he's not it. Ian Thomas was never it. I think he should be cut. I don't know why they extended him, probably why Scott Fitterer got fired, but, yeah, these guys are not it. I mean, this team could come out and have a, you know, and bring in a big high-end guy. You know, there's not really a lot of high-end options. We're talking, like, Dalton Schultz and Hunter Henry and George, and Noah Fant, so I don't know. If Jonathan Mingo could be in a buy low situation, considering this team might not be in a position to bring in a high end tight end or wide receiver, and he might be a top two guy. And Adam Thielen's not getting any younger; he's like thirty four. So I don't know. I'm not giving up on Mingo just yet. But if they missed on Chark and they missed on Mingo, and Hayden Hurst is done, this team is in such a bad spot, man. Not to mention what I haven't even got to yet: the biggest nightmare of them all, Miles Sanders a guy that cost me a lot of money that I was drafting in a lot of leagues based on what Scott Fitterer said, based on what Shane, you know, these guys said that Frank Reich said that he was going to catch a bunch of balls. He's going to be the guy, man. Well, how disappointing he got hurt, hurt his groin, hurt his shoulder. When he came back useless, got beat up by Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard didn't do anything. We saw him play with Christian McCaffrey hurt a million times. Couldn't do anything better than Miles Sanders. Barely. So my God, just nightmare, man. So at running back, they have decisions to make. Raheem Blackshear, he's an exclusive rights free agent, which means they can bring him back for next to nothing, and he returns kicks and punts. So he'll be back. But, like, fantasy relevancy doesn't matter. 
it could just be Chuba and Miles Sanders again because of contracts, or maybe they go out and they get a get a running back. I don't think this. I don't think it would be smart for a team like this to spend up in the draft on a running back or to go out and uh, and sign a Tony Pollard or an Austin Eckler, especially into the aging guys. Like this team needs a refresh. They need to have a full bridge year, open up as much money as possible, figure out if Bryce Young is the guy, and then the year after that go all in. So signing 29, 30-year-old running backs does not seem smart to me. I think they should just roll with what they have and find out if these guys are going to be anything with new coaches. That's where I'm at. So uh, I think if I was the GM of this team putting on my GM hat, I roll with Bryce Young and Andy Dalton, at quarterback. I hang tight with the running backs. Maybe take a stab on somebody in the draft in later rounds to see if you catch lightning in a bottle. But I'm waiting on running back. Running back is a luxury item that you go out and get when you're ready to compete. At wide receiver, you have Thielen. He's going to be there. I think it's smart to go out and pair a young wide receiver with this quarterback now. Whether you draft him, whether you pay for them, you get Bryce Young with a young wide receiver where they can work together, and you have Adam Thielen at least for one more year to teach them the tricks of the trade, all the little things, that the ways you can get away with pushing off, all these little things that they don't tell you that the coaches might not be able to tell you that the players know from playing in this league, Adam Thielen as a wide receiver coach, helping Mingo, helping the other guy, that's what I want to see. DJ Chark, gone. LaVisca Schnault, gone. Terrace Marshall, I think in the – the only way that Terrace Mar- Marshall's fantasy value would be revived for me would be there's two ways actually. One, they commit to him as an every down wide receiver, which I don't necessarily see happening, but maybe they go with it. Maybe they like Marshall. Maybe the new group likes him. If he leaves and he ends up reuniting with Joe Brady, then I'm actually back in. Because if Joe Brady still believes, and I still believe, Joe Brady was not only his coach at LSU but was the offensive coordinator for the Panthers when they drafted Terrace Marshall. And then Joe Brady kind of got fired before we could see what he had in mind for Terrace Marshall. Now Joe Brady's a candidate, not only for, he's a big offensive coordinator candidate. Uh, He probably, I think he might stay on as the Bills offensive coordinator. I'm not sure what his plan is, but Joe Brady, Terrace Marshall reunited once again, that would get me back in on Terrace Marshall. Right. And then at tight end, what I personally want to see, I want to see Hayden Hurst fully recover and be fully healthy, and come back and play football again. Because great guy, uh, you know, roots for great causes. He's fine as a tight end, and I want to see him come back. If that doesn't happen, they need help at tight end. But guess what, folks? That's it. That's your psychotic NFC South breakdown. Uh, We're a little behind on this, but we're going to get articles published on all four. And then what I want to do, I'm going to talk to the powers that be today, uh, the – Howard Benders and the John and Pembas of the world and see if what we can do is publish an article a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for these divisions. Like next week, AFC South, uh, Colts, Titans, uh, the other teams that I, uh, my brain is fried, uh, Texans and, you know, and get them up there in Jags, big bang, boom. And then on Friday, we do this show and we recap it all. That would bring us right into free agency, which is not that far away, folks. From the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is February 12th. Free agency opens on the legal tampering period, opens on Monday, March 11th, and there's only 28 days in February. There's not even 30 days from the Super Bowl until the first guy is announced that he's signed. 
That's why we're getting on this now, baby. That's where we're getting after it, and we're staying ahead of it in our dynasty leagues. So hit that subscribe button, get set up with Fantasy Alarm, hit that like button, and we're going to do this all offseason until football is back. Soon enough, the combine will be here, the draft will be here, and that's when it gets exciting. That's when it gets exciting, and while that's going on, early best balls are creeping in. And then right after the draft, we have our dynasty drafts, we have best balls all May, and then next thing you know, Scott Fishbowl is here. And football's back. Fantasy football never sleeps. I'm never going to stop talking about this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just never going to happen. I love fantasy football, and I love you guys for hanging out. That's right, Skinny. Winners never sleep. Anthony, Super Bowl birthday? My goodness, dude. Get after it. I hope you get everything you want, man. I hope you guys win your Dynasty Leagues. And if you're not set up with Dynasty yet, and you're sitting there and you're like, how do I get involved? And you're like, oh, I I'm not going to round up 11 of my friends and, and try and figure out who's going to quit and who's not going to quit. Just go to FFPC, adopt an orphan team, use promo code COOP right now at myffpc.com, and they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more of your first-time player. And you can get involved on a platform that is trusted. And if people quit that league, that doesn't mean the league's over. FFPC replaces them. A league is never shut down over there, not one time, according to my boy Eric Bachman. So get set up. That's it for us. Make sure you stay tuned after this for the better sports betting show on this channel. It's not only Dan Servadidio, who does a great job. I was on with him yesterday. If you want to see my picks for the upcoming games, go check out yesterday's show. But today's show, he's got the, the big enchilada Howard Bender himself on to hit on some stuff. So stay tuned. Hang out. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you.